Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. The Stroll The man picked himself up, brushed the dust off his jacket, and studied his surroundings. The room was grey and featureless, with low ceilings and crumbling walls. There was nothing in the room other than the source of a dull luminescence, a cloudy bulb hanging from a thin length of cord above him. The man in the jacket recalled little of how he came to be there. In fact, he recalled little of anything. But he wasn't concerned. He focused on the room, the emptiest of spaces. An opening in the far wall revealed a passageway, lit in a similar fashion to the room, with further openings beyond. Taking one last look about his sparse surroundings, the man strolled towards the opening. The corridor was much like the room, grey and devoid of aspect. The man counted seven openings, including the one from which he had emerged. Another two cloudy bulbs illuminated the passageway, one of which flickered intermittently. Perceiving the flickering to be a signal of sorts, he proceeded to its nearest opening. Another passageway— this corridor presented a further three openings, and an additional cloudy bulb. Again, the space was dull and entirely absent of detail or decoration. The man in the jacket took several paces in the direction of the first opening, and paused before it. Within, he saw another room, much like the room in which he had initially found himself, and similarly, it was empty and utterly stark. The man thought for a moment— he considered the starkness of the rooms and the sparseness of the corridors. Where was he? He heard a faint droning and undertone, its origin unknowable. Noting the bulbs, he knew something had to be supplying them with electricity. Perhaps the drone was the distant hum of a generator of some sort. In the silent shadows of the strange structure, the man in the jacket found the air to be musty and could taste its staleness in the back of his throat. It wasn't particularly unpleasant, just noteworthy. Regardless, it continued to fill his lungs whether he liked it or not. Detecting a slight airflow, the man followed it through dozens of identical corridors and empty rooms, determined to reach its source. But after many extensive and undetermined periods of time, he discovered absolutely nothing of note. Eventually, he took the decision to return to the spot in which he first detected the airflow, the corridor with the three openings. And through the structure he strolled, noting again the plainness of the corridors and the mistiness of the bulbs. The weird palace of dereliction in which he wandered fascinated him, so much so that his thoughts strayed from contemplation instead focusing upon individual, singular actions. He looked to the swinging of his arms, and the sound of crumbling stone beneath his heavy boots, the silent inhalations and steady exhalations, as his frame turned a corner or shuffled through an opening, the shower of shadows cast by bulbs, chaotic and intermingled, and the grace of his progression, slow and deliberate. Though it all lacked a purpose he could clearly define, the man in the jacket continued. He wasn't concerned. Eventually, 
he happened upon the first corridor. The flickering bulb in the neighboring passageway was the only indication he'd reached it. He approached the dying source of light, and, guided by the airflow he had so fastidiously followed, returned to the first room. Full circle. But things were different. There was a figure standing in the center of the room. The man in the jacket identified the being as humanoid, but it wasn't human. Much like the room, the entity was gray of skin. It was entirely hairless, and absent of any distinguishing features, other than the outwardly recognizable auditory, ocular, and olfactory systems adorning its pale face. Its mouth, barely a slit, opened, and the being spoke to the man. Hello, it said. It has been a good while since I have had the pleasure of company. Speech seemed to cause the being discomfort. Each sentence ended with a tortured wince and a peculiar frown. The man in the jacket hesitated. Pleased to meet you, he replied. I very recently found myself here, wherever here is. The being approached the man and placed a hand on his shoulder, its needle-like fingers thrumming the fabric of his jacket. The corners of its mouth raised in a smile, the effort as painful to the being as its words had been. Follow me, it said, grimacing. And so the man in the jacket followed the being, through further rooms and further corridors. Slowly they moved, proceeding with the utmost care, the being noting every flickering bulb they passed, and every misshapen stone they trod upon. In some places, the being would study the length of the cords attached to the bulbs. In others, it would observe the contours of cracks along a given wall, absently nodding when certain trivial details were recognized. Reaching what was assuredly the largest of all the rooms the man in the jacket had thus far entered, the being led them to a slight recess in the far wall. The flat stones within formed what appeared to be a place to sit. The being gestured towards the alcove. The man obliged, sat, and the entity joined him. Forgive me, it said. I know not how to converse. The man in the jacket twisted his head to face the being. Well, we speak the same language, he returned. That's a start. The being simply gazed ahead, its deep-set eyes unreadable in the dimly lit gloom of the largest room. Do you seek answers? It asked. I seek very little, the man replied without hesitating. But if you care to share your story, I'll gladly listen. Again, the entity winced as it grinned. Though we do indeed speak the same language, it began. We come from different worlds. This place is accidental. By all rights, it should not be here. Sometimes worlds are injured. They bleed linear time. If the wound goes untreated, it spills out into the anti-world. The anti-world? The man asked. Yes, a place beyond space and time. The being answered. Look around you. It continued, motioning towards the dark walls and the hazy bulbs. There is nothing here. Nothing but the rooms, the corridors, the bulbs, and the cords. It is a terrible, terrible place. It is a structure untethered that bled out into the anti-world. It is a remnant of a world that once knew time, 
mind still retains its essence, and though its walls continue to crumble and its bulbs continue to flicker, it is not subject to entropy. This place cannot change, and its inhabitants cannot leave. The man in the jacket frowned. Then how did we come to be here? He asked. We have always been here, the being affirmed. There was truth in the words of the being. Perhaps he had always occupied the structure. The thought alone offered an explanation as to why his presence in the order labyrinth didn't seem to concern him. Eternity could quite simply be the singular acts of breathing, strolling from room to room, and conversing with the humanoid. But the entity had more to say. There is a door, they say. It whispered. They? asked the man in the jacket, lowering his voice in kind. The others who roam this place. There are others? Yes, though our meetings are infrequent. The humanoid smiled. Its pale cheeks were once again forced to accommodate the painful expression. What's this about a door? The man pressed. They say the structure has to have a door, as its manufacturers would have required a point of entry. The man in the jacket pondered the assumption. Perhaps they didn't intend for anybody to get in or out, he said flatly. The being frowned, an excruciating frown. I do not believe that, it said. I believe there is a door, and soon we will find it. We? the man echoed. Yes, the being answered. For you are the one who first spoke of it. The humanoid rose, and once again smiled in his direction, before disappearing into the depths of the structure. The man in the jacket sat alone on the stone seat. His eyes remained fixed upon the cloudy bulb overhead. He was tempted to follow the being, but he lacked the motivation required to do so. Above the ever-present drone, he thought he heard distant voices. Several words found his ears, door, manufacturers, and structure. But there was nothing encouraging in those words. Nothing motivational. He just wasn't concerned. The man picked himself up, brushed the dust off his jacket, and strolled. <laughs>